Just Curious. Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell. And I'm Sal Rodriguez. All right, Sal. We are back for another episode. Yeah, very exciting. Also, very exciting to have... Hang on, Jason. I got my new microphone. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. You sound amazing. You sound as clear as I do, my friend. But we are back for episode eight. Yes. Party time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. The the title is misleading because you know what? There were some <laughs> moments in this episode that were downright difficult to watch. I totally agree. But I like the title, nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. So I'm super excited. This is uh eight and that leaves two, but there's so much to unpack in this one. Oh, yeah. Really, there's a lot of things, like you said, hard to watch, sure, at times, absolutely, but so many wonderful scenes. And again, I love going back for notes and revisiting these episodes. It's like it's like watching it all over again. It really is a treat because, again, as I've mentioned in previous episodes, they do run together, and I'm like, where was it? Yeah, where'd that stop and where'd that one start? So tons of fun. But before we get started, Sal, a word from our sponsor. Yes. Support for Let's Talk Cobra Kai is brought to you by Manscaped who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming and offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, and with this exclusive offer, you'll get 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. Amazing. That new mic is really paying off, Sal. <laughs> I feel sexier. Actually. Manscaped just texted me and said, <laughs> bravo, sir. Talking about manscaping <laughs> with the new mic, I am at an all-time sex wow. appeal level. Unbelievable. So I got to get these things out of the way because we like to move quickly to the scene-by-scene -scene breakdown, but Cobra Kai is brought to you by Netflix. Every episode in the season came out December 31st, 2021. This is Season 4, Episode 8, Party Time, and the rating, Sal, 8.5 on IMDb. Pretty is good. The Not the highest, but that's a good score. And you're going to see some nines, you know, as we, I think probably at the end of the season is what yeah. happens. Well, we got two more opportunities to, to hit the nines. Yeah, and you have one all valley coming, so that'll Ooh. be like over the top. But the synopsis for this episode is Miguel and Sam are excited about attending the junior prom until another couple unexpectedly shows up. Terry lures Johnny to a familiar location. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yes, yes, yes. Exciting. So, Sal, if you have nothing else to add, we're going to jump into the scene-by-scene -scene breakdown. I just have a question. Okay, a question. Did you go to both proms? Did you have a junior prom and a senior prom? You're jumping ahead now because there's lots of prom talk coming <laughs> okay. up. But no, no. I, I, that's why I wanted to address it now because we might be in the thick of things and forget about it. No, I will not forget about it. I will not forget about it. But okay. just to answer your question, I only went to my senior prom. Okay, but was there a junior prom? When I you don't were in recall. School? I actually went oh, to wow, two okay. different high schools. Okay, and was transitioning, and so I didn't go. There could have been one, maybe at one of the high schools, but this is a long time ago. But definitely sure. senior prom. I remember it vividly. To date myself, songs from MC Hammer were all the craze back then. Hammer okay. time okay. had dropped right around prom, <laughs> so that's the era we're talking about here. Nice, a lot of fun though. All right. Here we go. Yes. So we open in a random kitchen, Sal, and yeah. I didn't see this coming. No, because you know what? For one thing, it's just sort of a unisex robe. I thought maybe this was a could be a woman, right? Could Some be woman, a woman. Ma making coffee and having pastries. Yeah. But who is it? 
<laughs> oh man, the reveal was so fantastic. It's Stingray, Stingray in a beautiful kitchen having a having a breakfast. Raymond is back, yeah. played by Paul Walter Hauser, who's done so many movies. Since being Stingray, the first go around, I remember vividly stating that no way Stingray is coming back, right? Just thinking like, unless he had his own show, does he need to come back? Well, here he is. I was shocked and also so, so happy to have him back with us. Well, I mean, if you're the lead in a Clint Eastwood directed movie, can you legitimately call yourself a movie star at that point? Because I, I know so. I would. <laughs> I think so. He was also in a Spike Lee movie. and But you know what? He's a great character in this. And I figured he, they came to him and said, hey, do you want to reprise Stingray? It's like, all right, yeah. And this show is good at that, right? So I don't, oh, yeah. I should never put anything past the show or think, well, never rule anything out, Sal. Never, ever, ever. So he lives in a McMansion. 7010 some street, but we know this is not in California. This is definitely uh, in Atlanta somewhere, or Georgia. But And it's his sister's house, to be clear. Yeah. Stingray's yeah. not rich. He's not Terry Silver now. No, but, well, we learned that. At first, we we're like, learned, yeah, wow, we don't know. Stingray's, yeah, he has a happened? nice lifestyle. In fact, and I like how he, who did that remind you of when he went out in his robe into the driveway and picked up the newspaper? Goodfellas. Okay, well, close. I'm reminded of Tony Soprano. Tony Soprano. Tony, well, Tony Soprano got that from oh, Barry okay. and the Goodfellas. Okay. Ray Liotta goes outside and he's in the witness relocation program and he goes outside and he's got a robe on and he's like, uh, hey, you know, I'm a schmuck or whatever. Yeah. So it's so great. Yeah, it's nice. a very tip of the cap to that and Sopranos. But nice. he goes out there and he meets his neighbor. Uh, who is Greg Hughes, played by PJ Byrne. We've seen him on tons of movies like Wolf of Wall Street. And this doesn't go so hot. And this is one of these guys, you know, I do not condone violence, but this guy needs to have his ass kicked. Okay. Really bad. Remember that. <laughs> we'll come back to that. And that's nothing against our actor, PJ Byrne. He's fantastic. He's great. He's so fantastic. I hate him. You hate him. He's got. He's a Miata owner. That might tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> and they're, they're going back and forth. And you can just tell... Basically, Stingray's already overstayed his welcome here. He's already pissed off the neighborhood. I'm sure he's playing music all the time. In fact, he calls him out for playing Metallica music, but it wasn't Metallica, Sal. No. Who was it? Was it Exodus? Exodus. Bonded by blood. And so he's, so Stingray's like correcting him. No, 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 you know, it wasn't him. And he goes on to say, Emerson said, a friend is the hope of the heart. Just trying to, you know, be uh, philosophical and win him over, but Greg's not having any of this, Sal. No. Greg says, Hughes said, yeah. get your goddamn Frisbees off my roof or I'm calling the police. And by the way, he also said, you're an unemployed man baby on probation. So he is just hurling. We, the viewer, this guy comes on hard. We're like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And for a second, I'm thinking it's his sister's husband. But no. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. I cannot believe Just this prick guy. neighbor. Of course, Stingray keeps correcting him. Oh, no, those arrow bees on your roof, those aren't Frisbees, by the way. And he's right. He's right. I'm really into Frisbee, Sal. I played a ton of disc golf yeah. back in Oklahoma. I learned. I won a lot of tournaments. So those are like Frisbees you don't catch. And there's whammos for ultimate. And those are arrow bees and very different, different breed. Oh, well, it's also a different brand. It's like, I, I don't go around calling all facial tissues Kleenex. Exactly. Because they're not all Kleenex. Yeah, right. Similar. And by the way, one more thing I learned about Stingray, a man after my own heart, he set up a squirrel obstacle course oh, in the backyard. Gosh. Can we get footage of that? I love squirrels. I love them. 
Yeah. Nico doesn't love squirrels, but that's a whole oh. other story. So then he goes on to also say, you're into Kung Fu, corrects him again. Oh, yep. And then he gives Stingray a new nickname. Oh, this was bad. He calls him Stinkray. Mm. And what makes it even worse is that Greg is really proud of himself. Oh, he's so <laughs> proud. Of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to stick. Well, no, it's not going to stick. Only you're the only one using it. But, you know, you can tell Greg probably doesn't have a lot of friends. No, no. And here he is chastising Stingray for not having any friends. Unbelievable. And, and this guy, yeah, no. That, no, I'm telling you, I want this guy to get what's coming to him. Absolutely. Stay tuned, Sal. <laughs> so now we're at Cobra Kai. And in the back room, Silver's hitting the back. And Crease comes in. And Sal, what happens? Silver apologizes to Crease, And I guess I'm believing him, right? I believe what he says. He says, listen, John. I just want you to know, I haven't forgotten what you did for me. I wouldn't be here if not for you. And I'll do anything to prove my loyalty. Anything. Hmm. Here we are back in Nam. Totally. Falling in line. Soldiers falling in line. You know how couples renew their vows? <laughs> right. This is like him renewing his vow to Chris. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But before we continue, we cut to the front of the dojo. And you got Kyler, and he's mentioning prom, and a limo's coming at 6 p.m. And then he goes on to say, because like you said, and I love what you said, he's always talking that jazz. And he's <laughs> always saying something, and you, but you got to catch it. Oh, you, you got to listen. You know, rewind. Like He's like, because my date and I, we on a mission. You know, he's just braggadocious. And then Piper pipes in and says, oh, my God, I bet she doesn't even exist. Nice. That was like a George Glass from Brady Bunch, you know, homage yeah, that's there. <laughs> so I was like, wait, yeah. did Piper just say that? Good on her. Yeah. Make up a person. Sal, this guy used to date Samantha. I mean, I like Kyler. I, I, obviously, I do. But his character's just gone so – what did they ever have in common? We didn't see that really grow. We just saw the tail end of it. Hang on, Jason. Until you mention it, that right now. Yeah. I'd completely forgotten that Kyler and Sam ever dated. He came over for dinner one time at the LaRusso's. Ah, nice. And yes, he didn't yes. like, you know, the fish and he wanted no, he uh, like the fish. what fish uh, sticks. Fish sticks. He wanted fish sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Yeah, that's that's right. the same guy we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he knows the LaRusso's. He knows them. <laughs> yeah, but I just don't see him and Samantha going on a no. date, you know. No, no, no. Not at this point. As soon time. as she turned around, he'd be like, I'm hitting it. You know, he'd just be, <laughs> he's so vulgar and funny, but not for Samantha. She's too wholesome. No. So now Robbie and Tori are discussing junior prom. You know what I really liked? I liked when she says, let the rich kids have their stupid party. Besides, can you picture me in a ballroom dress? Mm. And I was waiting for Robbie to go, yeah. Yeah. Waiting for him to say that. So then class begins and Crease's lesson is balance, mm. but- not the Miyagi-Do way. No. No, Crease, what, you kidding me? This proves Crease's ego. How big is your ego that you don't want to learn from a person who beat you? And that's Miyagi. Yeah. You don't want to learn how your opponent beat you? I'd want to know how my opponent beat me. Totally. Okay. So what's he go on to say? He says, you're going to learn how to get inside the heads of your opponents and throw them off balance. Pair up. Pair up. That's not bad advice. I mean, that's an interesting way to take it. However, this class, this like pair up right now, this session is just punch and blocks. It's like, well, what? That's got nothing to do with what he just said. <laughs> and so Robbie and Tori continue talking about prom. Yes. yes. And hey, you know, there's, there's a lot of flirtation going on here. 
right? And it's well, kind of Hang on, cute. I saw this coming when she was on top of him on the mat. Yeah, you saw about- it. You saw it back in the, the trailer. Yeah, you did. Or even the first look photos. You saw this coming. I have a radar for sexual tension. Yeah. I do. I can see it. I can spot yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> And it was in other people, not it, in it, me. It was brewing, and and it was really cute. So they're talking about going to prom. Yeah, but Silver overhears. He's you like know? creeping around. Well, there's two senseis in a small dojo. So one sensei is always an earshot, and he comes creeping in. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, I like it, but if you're gonna go, you got to go in style." Nice, nice. I'm liking it because you know what? I'll have you know when I went to prom. Speaking of prom, I borrowed my brother's Range Rover, my older brother's Range Rover. And I got to go nice. to prom in style. Listen to that. Range Rover. Listen to you. Yeah, that was before- Big time. No, no. That was before, uh, I think, Lemos. I don't think Lemos were popular yet at that yeah, time. Right. Now it's like everybody's in Lemos. But back then, it's like you just got to try to get a nice car, get your hands on a nice car. I thought you were going to say you borrowed your brother's suit from uh, Dumb and Dumber, his blue or orange <laughs> suit or tux. <laughs> Where did I get my tugs? I guess I rented the tugs, yeah. I think. So this scene would typically be over. We've already had a couple scenes of Cobra Kai, but no, wait, there's more because mm-hmm. someone enters the dojo. Oh, a stingray arrives. And by the way, I think he foreshadowed this because he told Greg that he had to be somewhere, yeah. was going somewhere important. Yep. Right? So he told that. So, so here he is. This is the important place he was going to, Cobra Kai Dojo. And he comes in with his waza. The old Budweiser (laughs) commercial, which is so great. But he he throws it out there and quickly realizes, wait, none of you guys were born (laughs) when that that dropped. And he knows people say, Eddie and Dieter and, hey, how's your mom, Dieter? You know, tell her you should should have a cool stepdad. We should hook up. Like, how does he even know these guys that we don't know, Sal? No, but I want to mention this. He mentions Dieter. Not a common name here, here in the States. Yeah. Maybe if you were in Germany, maybe. Germany, yes. Notice that one of the producers of the show is named Dieter. So I think oh, there you go. either that was him or the producer they gave himself a shout name. out in the show. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. It's pretty funny. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. And some people don't know him, obviously, because a lot no. of students have come after yeah. Stingray's time. Oh, yeah. And then he's go- he goes on to be like, hey, you don't have to thank me you know, for what I did. And, and I got some basic strategy ideas. And Sal, the do- the Cobra Kai he was in is so different from this Cobra Kai. He has no idea what he's walking into here. No, but you know what, though? I was kind of confused by Kreese's attitude because Stingray, remember he won the, uh, what do you have to pull off your, your opponent's headband, is it? Yeah, and they played that fun, like, capture the flag game. And so, yeah, he did pull it capture off. Capture the flag. He, he hid in the leaves and he came up. Didn't he win that? Yeah, but he's not... An ideal student for Crease. He's not the right age. You know how Crease is. He wants to get in these like high schoolers' psyches and control them. So anyway, he completely blasts Stingray. He calling him a buffoon. He's an embarrassment. He'll never be part of Cobra Kai. He's just like, wait, what? Very sad. Hard to watch. Get the hell out of here. But then for a second, after he says, get the hell out of here, Stingray thinks it's a test. Yeah, it's a test. Like he can't believe that this is happening. So his brain has him to believe it. Surely this is a test. Yeah. Yeah. So so he leaves it. And by the way, did you notice that Silver? He noticed that occurring. He noticed Stingray. And I was wondering what Terry Silver was thinking at that moment. Was he kind of feeling sorry for Stingray? Or was he just trying to back up Crease or what? I think Crease and Silver are just watching each other play in chess internally like how is he going to handle this Interesting. i don't even think he's paying attention to stingray yet maybe maybe but i think they're really keeping tabs on each other then it's almost like all the students are, are just pawns for them well that's exactly right oh no 
That's bad. So now we're at LaRusso's house, and Sal, we meet Louis' sister, Vanessa. This was quite a treat. Played by? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking go about. Ahead. Played, played by Julia Macchio. Unbelievable. Whose daughter? Ralph Macchio's daughter. Unbelievable. <laughs> that's crazy. And she's fantastic, by the she way. She does a great job. She does a great job in this role. Oh, my. And Amanda's like, Louis' sister? She's more like Louis than Louis, which is hilarious. Vanessa and Louis are like fighting, arguing over cheese. Yeah, you kind of hear them and they're going at it. And, you know, yeah. Louis always got the lines, but then this girl oh, yeah. like one ups him. You know, nice. she's even better at Louis than he is. Nice. So that's pretty funny. So Amanda spots that. And then, yeah, while they're arguing, we find out that Anthony's grounded. Yes. Amanda and Lucille. Hey, shout out to Randy Heller. She's nice back. We don't see nice enough of her in this series, Sal. No, I'm they throw you. her in now to appease us, I guess. But I would like to see more of her. And when we do get to see her, look, her and Amanda fighting over napkins? I mean, come on. They have this weird thing. and It happens in relationships or in marriages with in-laws and things. And would you call that a trope? <laughs> the trope is that Amanda and Lucille kind of butt heads? Yeah, they butt heads. They're having some issues. But then, Sal... Who arrives? Stingray! Okay, is- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Stingray. <laughs> That's hilarious. Miguel shows up, and we realize that this is like the meeting point yeah. for the junior prom. The junior prom and is so- on right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right <laughs> tonight, now. So, so, tonight. So Miguel is picking up Sam to take her to the junior prom. Yeah, and he looks great, and Samantha comes down, and she's got a beautiful dress on. She looks they great. And by the way, look fantastic. Pretty in pink again? Didn't they do a pretty in pink homage with her before? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think maybe there is – because why is she in pink again? By the way, she looks fantastic, fantastic. but why is she in pink again, I wonder? I think that was she another tip of the hat. Molly tip Ringwald. Of the hat too. Yeah, that was yeah. another the – went skating at the Cascade. Skating yeah, yeah. Rink, he was Crockett. Was he Crockett? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't think he even watched the show, but maybe he did. And then they talk about like, hey, tonight, no karate talk, no rivalry yeah. talk. Let's just have a good time. And they have the corsages. And it's really cute. And they're really oh, yeah. there to get photos, you know, capture sure. the moment. Sure, there's some great photos, and I really love seeing Louis standing there with Johnny. Absolutely. Yeah, that's and, funny. And that's really that funny. That was hilarious. And he says to Johnny, how's your weekend going? And Johnny's <laughs> like, I'm fine. Louis says, you know I don't hang out with those biker guys anymore. <laughs> yeah, Johnny has like a vague memory of that anyway, so it's like, huh, what? I love that so much. And yeah, everybody poses for some great family photographs. Yeah. Really fantastic. That's what happened to his car. It got burned up that night. He had to go get a car at the LaRusso Auto. Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. That was terrible. I mean, we're led to believe that Johnny remembered that. That's why he was I know. so, I'm you know. I'm just kidding, but yeah. Okay, I was going to say, is it possible that Johnny was like, remember when he first walked into Anthony in the kitchen? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're the son, right? So he, son? he didn't even remember Anthony. <laughs> yeah, doesn't know his name. Well, I like this scene because Rosa says Miguel looks more like his father. And Sal, mm. Miguel's a good looking kid. And I'm sure. thinking, okay, if we ever get to know or meet, his father. Wow. Could it be someone like Benjamin Brad or Eze Morales <laughs> or Lou Diamond Phillips? Could it be any one of those? Two of those were in La Bamba, by the way. But you know all good-looking see- guys and great actors. Who are they going to go get? Because I just anticipate at some point in time meeting Miguel's father. I think Isai Morales would be a fantastic choice. Unbelievable. He would be an 80s throwback. I mean, Benjamin Brad is great, but you don't really think of the 80s so much. Well, Lou Diamond Phillips, though. I'm thinking of the way he looks, though. Yeah, he does. He really does. And he, and he's understated. He also has a look where it's like you don't know if you trust him. 
He looks like a bad boy without saying anything. And they've always said, hey, Miguel's father was, you know, a badass or a scary guy. But yeah, yeah, that's my vote. He was on Ozark recently and I thought it was fantastic. So I would love to see him in there. So if you're listening, showrunners, give Ezzy Morales a shot. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to La Bamba. And then uh, they take these family photos. So cute. Yeah. Loved it. Great stuff. And now we're at Reseda Apartment. And... Johnny and Carmen plan dinner, and she's going to make un jornada de chancho, which is? I'm guessing it's baked pork. Baked pork. But you know what? This is definitely an Ecuadorian dish, because I, I nowhere in any be. Mexican... Yeah, I don't think in, in Mexican culture, it, this is Ecuadorian, just in case anybody was wondering. I think this yeah. is... Yeah, Ecuador. And, and when I say Reseda apartment, it's now encompassing Johnny, Carmen, and Miguel, and sometimes Rosa. The Reseda yeah. Apartments is now, it's sheltering all of them. It's like, it, they all live there in one and two. <laughs> we don't know of any other neighbors at the Reseda Apartments no. uh, other than those you just listed. But it's hard to say Johnny's apartment when he's hand in hand with Carmen, right? It's hard to say Carmen. So I'm just going to call it the Reseda Apartments if they're together in this context. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had to qualify that. But Johnny and Carmen are walking. We see a familiar face or hear a familiar voice. Yeah. And who is it? It is Robbie's mother, Shannon. She arrives, and Carmen right away yeah. oh. says, I'm Carmen, his girlfriend. I mean, she, I had a girlfriend who did that once. What? Well, I, okay. I mean, <laughs> she walked right up and like was like, I'm his girlfriend. I was like, holy cow. Cause like, that's not something I would do. I wouldn't w- walk up to like, I'm her boyfriend. Like, I wouldn't necessarily do that. But other people are very territorial. It's good to see Shannon. She's out of the rehab. She looks, she looks great. Good. Yes. She looks She's healthy. She's got her wits about she look, you know her. What? You know what? She looks clean. She looks clean. She looks clean. Yeah. And she goes on to share. Well, well, Johnny excuses himself. He quickly introduces Carmen. Hey, this is Carmen. This is Shannon, Robbie's mom. And then Carmen lets them have their moment. Well, sure, sure, sure. And what does she share? Yeah, she shares that Silver is apparently getting involved in her life. He gave Robbie money and a car to use for prom. Yeah. And he offered her a new place and a new job. What the heck? And then he gives her a stack of cash. This is crazy. This is crazy. And what does Shannon say? Well, she says, if there's one kind of person I know, it's a rich guy who wants something. And Johnny says, son of a bitch. Shannon says, I tried to talk to Robbie, but this guy, he has his hooks in him. Since this is Cobra Kai or whatever, you need to handle this. Don't worry. I will. Oh, boy. Yeah, but Silver, he's back at the dojo. He likes Tori and Robbie going to prom. He knows... It's going to put things in motion. Other people, other dojos are at this junior prom. It's all part of the plan. Balance. Knock Miyagi-Do down a peg. But bringing Shannon into it and offering her a job, like, it's just so sketchy, Sal. Yeah, what kind of job? Yeah, are, be are, my are assistant. What? Yeah. Well, no, I was thinking something like more seedy at, yeah, at this well, point. I was, I was hoping that wasn't the case, Sal. But Are we still not on board with Terry Silver or on board with Terry Silver at this point in time? Ask me later. Ask me in 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Trying to give him an opportunity. I think we're still no, trying to give Terry I, an I'm opportunity. I'm not trusting Silver at this point. You're no. not trusting him at all. That, In other words, that he's just on the level trying to win the All-Valley. Him and Crease are equal bad. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there Hopefully I go they, again. If they can just rule each other out and just fade away. But they make Why for a I good show. Why do I want to give people the benefit of the doubt? Why do I do that? Well, there are moments I did. Silver early on, I was like, wow, this guy seems like he grew a lot. And then once he gets back and creases web, he's like, Cheyenne who? Mindfulness, whatever. I'm back in Cobra Kai. It's like, oh, no. 
you got to think back to Karate Kid. There's that one scene when he first arrives at Miyagi-Do. Uh, Daniel and Miyagi are out there training. Karate Kid 3. Karate Kid 3. He does the bow to them. Like oh, he yeah. He yeah. appears sincere. He says, Kreese is dead. He says he's sent from yeah. where? Japan or Korea? I forgot what he said. But he says like his sensei sent him and we apologize for Kreese's behavior. Terrible. He does all this and it's all a lie. Any guy who could do that? Yeah. Yeah, I guess he's not going to change. He's not a good guy. That was sad. Miyagi even gave his respects for yes. Chris, who was supposed to be dead. Horrible. Horrible. Uh, all right. So anyway, now we're at the junior prom. Hollywood Nights. Living in a Daydream by Matthew Goodman and Matthew Bento play. Great music for the whole prom, I got to say. They don't have MC Hammer going, but they got some good music. No, no, no. no. We didn't have the, what do they call Parachute pants oh, of MC Hammer? Pants. But well, we have a... Pac-Man suit. Oh my gosh, you took the <laughs> words out of my that. mouth. I want that. I want the Miss Pac-Man uh, suit. I love Miss Pac-Man. That's a cool but, suit. I yeah, like so it. Eli and Dimitri are talking, but Dimitri is pimping the Pac-Man suit. And hey, they both went stacks Sal. Yeah, I got to hand it to him. I got to hand it to him. And then we find out that Logan Wang's party was canceled because his little brother was in a middle school fight. So I'm assuming he was part, young Wang was part of the fight with Anthony and Kenny in the library. Ooh, which kid was that then? He was probably- Oh, is it a, one of the kids was Asian? Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. He got taken out by Kenny and that kill, 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 kill. Nice. Okay. Now we know how- La Puzzle, La Puzzle, I like La being able to attach a name to a face. Yeah. Okay, so there we go. So that kid is Logan. That's big news, but out of nice. nowhere, there's a surprise. And who is it? Mm, Yasmin comes in. Jessica looking, Rabbit. Yeah, looking as hot as Jessica Rabbit. And by surprise, she she surprises Dimitri. He's not expecting her. No. Right? She's supposed to be out of the country, right? Jessica Rabbit's from what movie, Sal? Oh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There you go. Yeah, fantastic classic. Zemeckis, great movie. She didn't skip out on the wedding. She had time in between. Yasmin's got some money, Sal. She flew back to hang out, do prom, and maybe do the All Valley, and then zip on back for the wedding. Didn't she uh, rag on economy class or something? Yeah, she had to, yeah, because it was a quick flight. She had to do economy class. Yeah. I've flown from LA to, to Australia. It was 11 hour flight, I'm going to tell you. But I had a whole row and I just laid out. I slept nice. for hours. But Eli is very lonely because he now lost his wingman. Not really a wingman oh. because Dimitri's in a relationship, but he lost his buddy because he's preoccupied now. Well, it gets even worse because he looks into the crowd. He sees Moon out yeah, there having there a good she time. Is. It's not really established that Moon is with somebody no, there, no. but she's out there having fun, yes. and he's standing out there alone, sulking after Dimitri walks away. Right. And then Sam and Miguel get punch, because you do that at a prom. You definitely go to the punch bowl. Hopefully it's spiked, or not spiked, but... Hmm. You know what? Today, I don't know if they're going to have a punch bowl anymore, unfortunately. But from this point, where yeah, we're for- at in the show, and before, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And they mentioned tornado kicks, which they weren't supposed to talk about karate. Or rivalries, but what happens? Well, all of a sudden, Robbie and Tori arrive, walking through the door in slow motion, right? Mm -hmm. Looking fantastic. I mean, looking like uh, they came out of a magazine. Yeah. And then Sam and Miguel are standing by the punch bowl. There's just sort of an innate goofiness with being at a punch bowl. Yeah. Hey, uh, are you pouring or I'm pouring? Am I taking a drink? Yeah. And the ladles all goofy. (laughs) And then- while that's happening, a song, which is pretty good as well, Ignite by 911, which is a very right. fitting name of an artist for this particular scene. And yeah, it is. It's that 
Miguel will be spilling his drink if he yes, could like, yes. what in the heck? Because they're dressed very nice as well, but a little more on the risque or hip side. You know, they come sure. in like they, they're not in high school. Like they, no, they're, no, they're no. going to some award show or some, yes. they're going clubbing. They're doing something not what high schoolers do. No, no. They're going to be on a red carpet somewhere. Yeah. And they've got a really nice car apparently as well, I'm assuming. Yes. How about that? We'll see yeah, about that. TBD. Yep. And Sal, is Robbie allowed here? Just question. Yeah, yeah. They talked about that in the dojo because Tori realized that if she invites him, yeah. then he's her guest. I know that. but let's, You mean like, like legally allowed? Robbie had some issues here and never went yes. back here. So I think like Robbie's picture's on the wall somewhere, like not allowed in here. But mm, Interesting. But no one said anything. No. Well, maybe somebody didn't check the, the list. Yeah. They didn't check the list. Yeah. No. He went with an alternate name. So his last name's Lawrence tonight. Conveniently, Lawrence. Well, actually, driving up in a, in if a Ferrari. If he borrowed a car from Silver, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's Terry Silver tonight, effectively, yeah. if they run the plates. You know? Yeah, exactly. So now we're back at LaRusso's house, and Louis pitches Vanessa, also Ness or Nessa, on Daniel and Amanda because, Sal, she's a second year grad school student and studying child psychology. And they want nothing to do with this. Anything Louis telling us, like, okay, Louis, whatever. Okay, thanks, but no thanks. What does Amanda call her? Marissa Torme Jr. Is that what yeah. she says? Like, yeah. from My Cousin Vinny, 1992 well. movie, starring one. Which one? Ralph Macchio. Oh, Ralph Macchio yeah, from sorry. My Cousin Vinny. I, oh, no. I confused you. You knew that. No, no, Jason. It wasn't you. It was Marissa Tomei. I, she kind of throws me off. I've had a crush on Marissa Tomei for quite a long time. True story. I was eating in Atwater Village at a restaurant with a friend. Yeah. And we look over, and there's one Marissa Torme. Oh. And she looks just as good in person as she does in the movies. I was like, oh my gosh, there's Marissa Torme. I didn't talk to her. We were, she was eating with a friend, so I was as well. But that's my, that's my story. One of my favorite obscure movies is called The Guru. It was okay. from, I think, the late 90s. And she has a part, and she has a scene where she's in uh, bra and panties. It was... So fantastic. Well, Sal, since you're going to bring that up, I will share this with you. A great <laughs> – You made love to A great <laughs> – that lunch turned into a le- – no. There's a movie, a great movie, Sidney Lament, amazing director, rest in peace. But he made so many great movies, Dog Day Afternoon to The Verdict. But this movie he made, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead, really good movie. Check it out. Has Hoffman in it. What was his name? Who passed away? Philip Seymour Hoffman. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Marissa Torme's in the movie and she's wow. naked, completely buck naked, mini scenes. And it's like, my gosh, how old is she? She looks oh incredible. My God. So if you haven't seen that, oh my God. see it. A, it's a great movie. But B, there's the other reason which you might enjoy. I'm wearing a sweater. It's getting a little hot in the yeah, sweater. Yeah, a little hot, a little hot over there. <laughs> Boy crush coming through. <laughs> but Vanessa really shows her wits here, Sal. And yeah. she rattles this speech off and it's like, whoa, our dialogue, but please take it away. Vanessa says, my educated guess would be he has environmentally induced disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, possibly related to a screen dependency or full-blown IGD. Regardless, I'd want to look at the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. It's an evolving science. Wow. Uh, that was tough to... Tough to say. You did very well. <laughs> and Daniel and Amanda were speechless. Yeah. Like, huh? Wait a second. She's smart and she's maybe right on with this 
observation and she hasn't even really talked to Anthony and they both agree. They acquiesce and like, yeah. And Daniel's like, yeah, you know, have at it. He's in his room. But Sal, Vanessa doesn't want to talk to Anthony. No, no. She just wants to talk to Daniel and Amanda. Jason, I hate to say I told you so, but I think last episode I I talked about there maybe being some neglect. Overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. When I say neglect, obviously, I don't mean he doesn't have food and all that. You know, I I mean, just like he kind of brushed aside, I think, in the LaRusso household. Until now, I think the LaRussos are finally have to confront the fact that they do treat Sam differently than they treat Anthony. Anthony had bad timing. (sighs) Bad timing. Or is it just they love Sam so much? No, no, no. No. I'm not saying they don't love Anthony, but they love Sam so much. Well, sometimes a kid, they'll take to things. I think Anthony became very introspective and into screens and into video games. And it was like, well, he's being quiet. He's not disrupting anything. But Samantha might have been more involved in things. But hey, whatever. But this is the result. Anthony feels a little disconnected from the family. Sure. And now the LaRussos are having to confront this. And this is – this is getting into some of the things that may be hard to watch. I mean, you're this is Daniel and Amanda. We're getting into the inner workings of their parenting. And, you know, that's uh, difficult. It's difficult. good for a show to bring this up, though. I, I like that Cobra Kai goes there. There's bullying, of course, and we talk about it all the sure. time. But this sure. is a really good topic. And yeah. I love that Anthony's – well, we both love the fact that he's become a real player in the show more than ever. Yeah. And, yeah, I like this storyline and we'll see where it goes. But, yeah. hey, thank goodness I got Vanessa. Right? Yeah. Family discount. You know what? I hope to see her again. I really do. She's fantastic. So now we're back at Cobra Kai and Johnny breaks in. Wow. With a crowbar. With a crowbar. Yeah. And this is, yeah, it's nighttime, I should say. He breaks in and the phone rings. This is like something out of a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like something out of Taken. It's like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But please break down this crime for us, if you would. You mean as far as what Johnny does? Just the dialogue. Oh, okay. I thought you meant because like, the phone rings. Break, it's traditional breaking and entering. Johnny Jason. breaks in, which first of all, the doors usually open a Cobra guy, but he <laughs> breaks in. So he, you know, he's making noise and calling his name out. Hey, who's here? No yeah, one's yeah. there. The phone rings, no. just like out of the movies we said, yep. and then this conversation yes. ensues. Johnny answers the phone. As soon as he picks up the phone, I was thinking, what's he going to say? He yeah. says, hello. That's yeah. what he said. I, I, I wanted to say something. This used different. to be his office. That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. We hear another voice on the other end of the line. Mr. Lawrence, breaking and entering, are we? And it took me a second to realize who that was. It's Terry yeah. Silver on yeah. the other line. Johnny says, I don't know what your deal is, but you keep your cars and your cash away from my son. Terry says, prom is a special night. Did you even know he was going? Look, as long as Robbie's with me, I'm going to take care of him. Oh, and I got to say, Shannon, she is a special lady and deserves so much better. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Johnny says, listen to me, you ancient piece of shit. Whatever you and Chris are up to, I'm going to kick both your asses back to the nursing home. That I love. Great. Terry says, this affected him. Yeah. You see it on his face. I love his acting. I would love to see you try. Corner of Magnolia and Lancashire. You know it well. I know it well, Jason. I'm telling you. You do know it well. Anybody listening, God honest truth, I could walk in 10 minutes. Right now, I'm at Magnolia and Lancashire. Okay, go. We'll wait. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. 
So now we're at junior prom, back to junior prom, and In Your Eyes by The Weeknd plays, and not the Peter Gabriel version, but I love The Weeknd, and it's a great track, and Robbie and Tori are dancing, and it's very Saturday Night Fever-esque style. Like, they're putting on a show, man. This is straight out of that, you know? Travolta. They cleared the floor. They cleared the floor. I'm surprised the dance floor doesn't light up when they move on (laughs) it, you know, like Billie Jean or something. So, so good. And Miguel, you know, he's staring. And Sam's a little jealous. They're kind of a spectacle at the same time. So these are your arch rivals yeah. coming in, looking great, yep. clearing the floor. I mean, they're they're practically gonna be a shoo-in for prom king and prom queen at this point. And let's not forget, neither Miguel or Sam have ever seen Robbie and Tori together, right? That's Ooh. something new. So they could just be going, wait, when did that happen? Not that it matters, but it's still something to take in. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot for them to process in that moment. There absolutely is. Yeah, you're right. It's not like I'm looking at her going, oh, I'm lusting for her. No, it's like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. So I think that's – and they're teenagers. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Miguel's staring. Later on, Sam's going to be staring. Why? Why were they staring? They just should have went to the other side of the room, ignored them, had their own good time. Instead, they're really wrapped up in uh, Robbie and Tori. Yeah, exactly. And so now back to LaRusso's house and Vanessa's holding court cell. Hmm. And Daniel and Amanda kind of kind of stumble and they start acting out. Like they, this is really good for them, I think, to face oh, yeah. this. And yeah. essentially they fail this test that Vanessa's put forth. I think that any time a parent is challenged with their parenting style, hmm. whether it be in Encino or in some random Walmart. You would challenge a parent about their parenting style, they will defend and they yeah. will react. And that's what's happening. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's hard to watch, but it's really great. And you're right. This is a serious topic. This is parenting, parenting the future of the world. Yeah, very serious. And what does Vanessa say? Vanessa says – That pushes them over the top, by the way. That, that was like oh, the oh, straw wow. that kind of broke uh, Amanda's back. Well, the straw that finally broke the camel's back, there's kind of two, two yeah, times well, that happened. Well, yeah. Okay, one is this here, when Vanessa says, would you say that because of your demanding work schedules and now the dojo, that Anthony may have learned key life lessons from the internet rather than from you? And that's on point right there. That's like, wow, hang on a second. Let's think about that. You're right. That's not the one that did it, but that's the one that was just, she's hitting very close to home here. I think any parent would have to go to that question. Any parent would have to be like, yeah, of course. Yeah. The internet's affecting the world, especially kids. But the one that really did it here. Yeah, please. This is what, this was a test. And Vanessa says, now, why do you think you love your daughter more than your son? That's right. Oh. Yeah. That was it. That did it. Amanda's like, let me have have that. Let me have that sheet of paper. And, you know, they failed. So that was pushing the buttons. So Vanessa leaves the room because they failed and they're like, no, no, but. They have what they needed. They have enough stuff to focus on. Rather than focusing on Anthony, look inward. You know, it's a group effort here. And bravo to the young LaRusso. Oh, yeah. yeah. The young Machio. She's fantastic. And yes, I want to see Vanessa more often. Yeah. Now we're at the original. Oh. The OG, the original Cobra Kai. And Sal, please tell us where that is exactly. Well, okay, the original Cobra Kai on Lancashire, near Magnolia. It would be uh, north of Magnolia, 5223 Lancashire. So in this instance, though, 
it threw me off at first. It did because the way that they shot it, they did a great job. Well, it, it's also it, not where Terry says it is. Well, it's okay. not the corner of Magnolia and Lancashire. It's no, not. It's, it's not the corner. But no. where this is actually shot was in Tarzana. Yes. And is Ventura Boulevard at Amigo. But and at I, least and, they did it in LA. LA County. Yes, at least they did. they did that. Yeah, because when you see Johnny come rolling up, you see, you know, Shalimar Indian Restaurant, yep. which is what one eight six zero eight and a half Ventura Boulevard, Tarzana, California nine one three five six. So I was like, wait a second, that's not it. But hey, whatever. They're in the ballpark. I'm happy that we're here. No, no. You know what though, Jason? I was upset that this wasn't in North Hollywood, but now I'm happy that it was in the Valley. Yeah. Yeah, well, because there's lots of different dojos. Let's not forget, there was also the one on Wilshire Boulevard and Cloverdale Avenue in Miracle Mile. Mm. And the original Karate Kid, whenever Daniel, he's going to see his mother at the restaurant, right? And then there's a dojo in the background. That was there. It was just external shots. And that's where they set that one up for whatever reason. Maybe because the way it it was a real busy street. Yeah. And I used to live on Cloverdale and freaked out when I found out that establishment was there. Then there's, you know, the original we're talking about. Then there's North Hollywood. So, but at least they're all Los Angeles and you and I are happy about that. I am happy about that. Absolutely. So now we're inside the old Cobra Kai dojo and Silver showing this to Creeks because this is a big surprise. Okay, but there's a little funny moment. It's a little nugget you'd have to know. You would have to know. Terry says this used to be a candle shop. Yes. Right? Yep. The funny thing is, is that the original location on Lancashire is now today a yeah. candle. I was like bring a spiritual that up. store. Exactly. Because you went there that time. Yeah, I went there. And recorded from there. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to go up here. And I think it's a candle shop or a yoga retreat something or a meditation yep. store. Yeah, I remember that. So yeah, I was going to bring it up. But I'm glad that you did. But he's showing this to Crease because he kept this big surprise. I mean, this is, you know, silver. He's got tons of money. And now we're flashbacking to Karate Kid 3 mm. when they're in the dojo. Now remember in Karate Kid Part 3, it's like it was never really – restored. There was like paint and then they broke glass in there. It was always under construction in the third one. Even when Daniel was training there, it was just, he was the only student. It wasn't open for business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like when the paint fell on a, exactly fell on silver, right? Right. And at the beginning of the Karate Kid 3, it's just being run down. I mean, who knows? It probably lost the uh, lease. They were way behind on rent. You know, he oh, was in yeah, a bad yeah, place. Yeah. When Crease walked in all When Crease came in, he was like, oh my gosh. But he goes on to say that they're going to move there after all Valley. Now, don't forget, Johnny founded the location now that they're currently in. In he, he got the lease from Armin and then yes, got, yes. you know, lost to Crease. So Terry wants to bring him back to their roots. Wow. And they're already seeking more locations, but they must win all Valley. Yeah. I guess Silver thinks that that's, I mean, it's not really necessary it's to just open up not dojos. Necessary. They got enough but money. But I guess he thinks now. it'll be good press. Good, it'll press, be good press. But he could also open, even if they lost, he could open up 20 dojos across the country, across LA. Terry Silver, here's what Terry Silver can do. He's so rich. Whoever wins All Valley, whoever they are, you go basically buy that kid. Buy that kid, yeah. You know, it's like sponsor that kid and take them wherever you want to, whatever dojo exactly. you're Darryl running Vidal, at the time. Come over here. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Xander Stone, come on. But Sal, they talk like 
back in the day, like back in the day, this is how we wanted it. And Sal, I never saw that day because back in the day, they never both did this. So this would be the first time they planned it. And Terry threw some money at Crease, and then Crease ran John Crease karate. So this is a new era, you know, when they get this going. And I do like the intercutting with the movie, which is always nice. I just want to make sure that we mention that that ending where Crease says, as far as surprises go, this is a good one. And then Terry says, this is not the only surprise. I know. And Kreese caught yeah. that. Huh? What's he talking about? Yeah. Kreese was like, I guess it's one of these things where like, even though we're led to believe that Kreese and Silver are like, I mean, they're tight and they have a history and right. And they don't trust each other. They absolutely do not trust each other. Yeah. Uh, and nor should they, Sal. Nor should they. I know, but that's tough because I mean, neither of them can be real friends. <laughs> <laughs> They're not friends worth having. So now we're back at junior prom and Bert talks to a girl, which is really funny. He's oh, laying, it, he's laying it on thick, you know. He's Yeah, he says, he tells her, the tournament's coming up in a week. I'm at Eagle Fang Karate. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's pretty badass. Sounds like a young Johnny, that. doesn't he? I love that. And then who pops in? Making a lot of appearances this episode, I should say. He's sticking his head in everywhere. Stingray arrives, peeking around the corner, yeah. and, and he tells Bert that he's looking to rejoin Cobra Kai. So, is Stingray allowed back in school yet? I think he had a restraining order, and then he – I don't think Stingray should be here either, but there's no security tonight. There's no security. Well, because, they, oh, yeah, oh, wait. Yes, that, that is the high school where Stingray literally assaulted some students, right? They may not be at the high school. Sometimes proms are not at the high school. My prom was off location, so maybe that's I should true. go back. Maybe that's why Robbie wow. could go to prom. But I don't think junior prom is on campus. I don't. No, you know what? That's a very good point. And that would make sense because they could say, hey, Robbie's not allowed at this school. Robbie Keene is not allowed at this school. Right. But meanwhile, the loophole is that it's somewhere yeah. else. Oh, and wow. Stingray, that makes same total thing. sense. So that's yes. it. We've solved it. it. We've sense. solved it. Case closed. <laughs> good night, America. Good night. Good night. So – Yes, he learns of Eagle Fang Stingray. This is news to him. He thought Cobra Kai was still Cobra Kai. Well, it's morphed and there's Eagle Fang, there's Miyagi-Do. So he's learning this. But he also learns about the party not going through, being busted, the after party, and he decides to host it. Yeah. Smart move. Literally inviting the entire prom to your sister's house. Yeah. You know who's going to love this? That guy, what's Greg Hughes. Greg Hughes is, is going to love it. And I'm dying to meet Stingray's sister, who's going to come home after Yeah, where this. is she? I don't know. So, Robbie and Tori slow dance. They're getting really cozy while yes. L.A. Alone plays by Sorry. I like that, L.A. Alone. There's a little tender moment where Tori, and by the way, you know, Tori, right? We all know. She's a tough chick, right? Tough. She lets her guard down. She puts her head on mm -hmm. Robbie's shoulder. Very tender moment, letting her guard yeah, down. Absolutely. And we also learned that Shannon, Robbie's mother, was a dancer. Interesting. What kind of dancer? I don't know. Was she a cheerleader? Was she a yeah. dancer, exotic dancer? Or was she a dancer, like a trained dancer? Yeah. I mean, my girlfriend used to be a dancer. She used to do like hip hop dancing uh, for like Adidas and, and Fila and stuff like that, you know, like uh, industrial shows. Yeah. When I tell people my girlfriend was a dancer, I think that first- You get the same go, thing we just went through. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No, but yeah, like you could say professional dancer. That would yeah. be like, oh, okay. Then she knows how to dance, you know, all the dances, the salsa. Sure. Like, what was it that Crease was on? 
Oh, yeah, that's right. I was thinking, so you think you can dance. No. What's the show? The dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, but like go. those dancers, they bring in these pro dancers and yeah. they pair up. So Shannon mm-hmm. was obviously yep. a good dancer. And it's rubbed off on Robbie. He's got moves, mm-hmm. you know, but Tori's probably a better fighter than a dancer. But very touching moment, like you said. Yeah. And Tori also sounds a little bit like Daniel from The Karate Kid. Yes. And she's talking to Robbie and she's like, I mean, all these Encino kids, as she looks around and you know scans the crowd as they're talking, I mean, all these Encino kids have their whole lives cut out for them. I'll never have that. But if I could just win this one time, then I could look at that trophy and know I was the best at something. You know, that does remind me of Daniel. He's just trying to prove himself. Maybe well, his emphasis or his motivation was, I don't want to get bullied anymore. I beat up yeah. all the time. But there was something there that, you know, she's seeing the rich kids. You know, if you went to a school where it had the, the class division, I went to a high school, I went to two high schools, but the second high school, it was a big different in classes, right? They'd bust some kids in and other kids were super rich and they had the brand new BMWs and Mercedes in the parking lot. And it was like, wow, look at this. It kind of blew my mind. Well, I could see Tori taking this in this way, you know? No. And you know what? You're right about that comparison with, with Daniel because Tori has a single mother. Daniel had a single mother. And let's not forget, again, it's easy for all of us to, oh, Tori, she's a... I think Tori's still like the bad girl. Sam's the good girl. Like if you have the cowboy wears black, this cowboy wears white. Tori is still with Cobra Kai, right? So it's easy for us to think that she's like on the dark side. Let's not forget, she is a struggling kid. Mm-hmm. And was sexually harassed by her landlord. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I just remember that. that her landlord terrible. literally, yeah, threatened to like, oh, I, if you mess around with me, I'll, I'll let you stay. Until Crease came in, right? Yeah. Put the, the the cigar cutter on the guy's finger. Yeah. So let's not forget about what Tori has been through. So her letting down her guard w- with Robbie tonight, I think, is is very special. Absolutely. And Sam now stares at the scene and Miguel's jealous. So they kind of go back and forth. I just wish I had been there and could shake up Sam and Miguel and be like, just stop looking at them. Yeah. Go to the other side of the room. Yeah, this is Let's your go. junior prom as yeah. well. Enjoy it. You're you have here. a right to be there as much as anybody else. Yeah. yeah. I, I would not allow my evening. I, I'm very much the kind of person that's like, you're not going to ruin my evening. Yeah. Because yeah. as soon as you ruin my evening, you won. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. And I don't believe in that. Yeah, you'll ruin your own evening, Sal. <laughs> if, if anyone's going to ruin my own evening, I got this. <laughs> Nobody can surpass me ruining my own evening. So now there's an aerial shot, night shot of the valley. Beautiful shot. And yeah. now we're at Cobra Kai Classic, which I want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> and Cobra Sal, Kai 1.0. Sal, the Eagle Fang van arrives. Yes. And what happens? Yeah, the van swoops in. Yeah. Is what it does. Johnny walks in mm-hmm. and immediately. No, no maybe he should have had the crowbar with him. How maybe about he that? Have, yeah. yeah. And he, he walks in immediately kicked by Silver. Mm. As soon as he walks in, would you call it a sucker punch? A sucker kick? Yeah, sucker kick. Yeah. And then he shares his, because Johnny's down and Silver shares his plan with Crease. And is just shocked that Crease is not digging this plan to jump. Johnny, which is essentially to beat him up so he'll look so disheveled and bloody faced that his own pupils, like Miguel, will be off their game. They'll be out of balance for the tournament. It's a very sinister plan, Sal. I mean, this guy's, well, we knew he was next level bad and demonic and a sociopath from the Karate Kid 3. And this just reaffirms that. Okay. So any 
the one iota where I well maybe silver it's gone maybe because hanging out with um what was his girlfriend's Cheyenne. name again maybe hanging out with Cheyenne using the mindfulness app no maybe I wanted to give him some no 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 no, no. this scene proves it Terry Silver is evil evil. And then Johnny fights back. It's actually a really good fight. I mean, he got sucker kicked. Okay. Yeah. And then he fights back and they're going, yes. you know, tit for tat. Oh, He's holding great his to own. See. Johnny Lawrence fighting Terry Silver. That's amazing. This Silver's see. even like, Hey, Daniel taught him some defense because yeah. Johnny's blocking. And then there's a spinning back kick. Johnny takes this hit and he goes flying. All those, I know it was a good kick, but I don't know how it would have knocked him out that long, but whatever. He even knocks over these two by fours. They yeah. break and. Yeah, he's bested him, but it stops there because Crease is not going to let it go any further. Okay, Crease is watching Terry Silver beat up Johnny Lawrence. And you could tell Crease was not enjoying this. Well, he saw him fight him, and then he wasn't going to let it go any further. Like, he could have jumped on Johnny when he was down, and yes, like in an MMA fight, pounded on him, but he didn't let that happen. And what does he say? Well... Well, John Kreese says, we agreed to settle this at the tournament, and that's where we're going to do it. Very uncrease-like, I got to say, but... I know. Terry Silver says, what happened to no mercy? Kreese says, you know, I thought you knew better than to question me. And Silver says, I thought this is what you wanted. Wow. <sighs> okay, so I now feel Terry Silver's just evil, but still, is he trying to prove his allegiance or does he have some other sinister plan? I don't know. It's like, okay, I know you're evil, but now what's your plan? That's what I don't know at this moment yet. But Sal, Crease flipped the script. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Everybody flips the script on this show. There's a reason. Let's go back to the last episode when we talked about weaknesses. Yep. Oh. Oh. Ah. And we may Hello. have just learned what Crease's is. Ah. <sighs> yeah. Yep. He's got a soft spot for one mm. Johnny Lawrence. I think a a weakness, I mean it's not a weakness, but it's no, like no, he can what be is vulnerable. It's, it's like a boundary, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a boundary, like you're pushing someone's boundary. In this instance, beating up Johnny Lawrence, pulverizing him, yeah, that's where Crease steps in. Although Crease was beating up Johnny in the end of season three, <laughs> although he wanted to kill Daniel. But that's the only person thing. allowed to beat up Johnny Lawrence is John Crease. Nobody else has a right that's to it. do that. So now we're at Stingray's house and the after party is on. And nice. Sal, I wish Stingray had the drinks taped to his hands like he did at the last house party. <laughs> nice. You know, that'd be great. He could he could have done that here. And Dimitri and Yasmin and Eli are there, and again, Eli this time is a third will. Unfortunately, Eli did not look like he had a good junior prom. Mm. No, he, he just kind of well, on, hang on. on the okay, fringe, look. on the sidelines. You know why? At first, it was him and Dimitri, and it would they could have been just the two of them hanging out. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, Yasmin. God bless her. She kind of messed that up, right? Yeah, yeah. By arriving. And then Dimitri and Yasmin are really getting hot and heavy here. Yes, they are. I mean, she's on top of them, straddling him. They're going to go check out the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure, sure. All right. Check out so, the spare rooms. Now we see Sam, and she wants beer. No hard stuff, Sal, because no. I don't think she's going to play that drinking game again. Standing on a chair oh, and the nice. balance game. And then, <laughs> and then Miguel spots Robbie. Of course, they're there. They're at the after party. But yeah. what happens? Yeah, they have a little what a little face off as soon as Robbie mm-hmm. walks in. Miguel's what sort of in a kitchen area. Yeah. They have a little face off, but then all of a sudden the music stops, the lights kind of go out, right? Yeah. 
And it's, what's his name again? Greg Hughes. Oh, God. This guy. This guy. And he's in his robe. Lots yeah. of robes in this episode. And he's going to call the cops. You know, this is a neighborhood. Families live here. Yep. And then he starts to make fun of Stingray or Stinkray. Oh. Okay, so this is where, for one thing, isn't he trespassing officially yes, at this he moment, is. right? Yes, he is. Yeah, no, no. He takes whatever he's going to get. And Raymond, Stingray, handled all that he could. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, he's in your own house, call, yes. or his sister's house, calling him out. Mm. And Stingray's had enough. And he puts him in a wrist lock, knees him, inside axe kick. He takes him out. And Sal, I know you love this because you wanted Greg to get it in the first scene Uh, when he was cleaning his uh, Miata. And I don't mind this either. He had it coming. He didn't hurt him too bad. Yeah, he took a few shots. It's not to say that Greg couldn't still call the cops, (laughs) but maybe he's incapacitated for a little while. And the party's back on. We we don't get a follow-up on this. No. I do want to see what becomes of Greg. I do want to see. And then everyone's chanting, not Stingray, but Stingray. Stingray is king. He's the man. He's back. (laughs) And now we're at LaRusso's house in Anthony's room, and Daniel enters. And Sal, this is a scene out of a movie where a father goes and apologizes for their actions. And I've seen this like in 16 Candles and other movies. You know, this is tough. I know Anthony, no screens and all the tournament talk and the pressure. And and then while he's telling him this, I knew so. I knew this was about to happen. I just could tell by the way Anthony's like, you know, he's, he's like, too good. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But then what happens? <laughs> like that. Yeah. Because of how I was going to call him Ralph. Daniel is saying, we're trying to help you grow into the person we know you are, right? He's yeah. trying to do the right fatherly thing, especially after the counseling session with Amanda and Vanessa. And all of a sudden, we hear a ring, oh, a ringtone, right? And we realize that Anthony was kind of sitting on or had his legs on top of like some sort of tablet. Yeah. Like an iPad. You got to have that on mute. You just oh, have to. And but, Daniel oh my breaks it over his knee. Wow. I've never seen him do that. I don't think I've seen him this mad in a long time. I don't think I've seen him that pissed off. He freaked out. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I'd call this tough love. He broke a device. That's serious. And he let him have it. He just basically brought the law down. Like, that's it, Anthony. No more. Like, he came in to, you know, he just had the talking to with Vanessa. So he's been humbled with his own parenting skills. And he comes in and he's like, let down all over again. Hang on. I just realized that he learned nothing from the counseling session. He did (laughs) until he was just – we know Dan is a bit of a hothead. And so, yeah, that was it. It's all lost. It's all lost. (laughs) He broke that tablet in half. He did. Wow. So now we're back at Stingray's house and Sam pours a beer and runs into Tori. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And they have this little exchange. Having a keg. Yeah. And then Samantha says, seems like you're always behind me in line. First Miguel, now Robbie. Ooh. Tori says, you know, I kick your ass, but I promised your mom that I wouldn't. Stay the hell away from my family. Sorry. I don't take orders from tiny little bitches. Oh, my gosh, Sal. And then Sam breaks the moratorium. And all hell breaks out. (laughs) Sam struck first. She did. See what happens when Johnny Lawrence tutors you? Yep. Oh, boy. It's on. It's not as crazy as the home invasion. No, well, it's just two on two. Well, hang on. It's not just two on two. 
Robbie and Tori started like a couple's dance fighting routine. Yeah, that I mean, got I've never weird. seen anything like it. Well, so Tori and Sam are going at it. Some shots here and there. You know, it's getting heated. Miguel gets involved, doesn't want to, kind of wants no. to break it up. And then yeah. Robbie always oversees something at the wrong time and looks and sees yeah. Miguel. It's like the fight at the school, school again. Exactly. Like, well, you're obviously in the middle of this. Well, he wasn't. Yeah. He got slammed in, fell on top, and he's right next to yeah. Tori. So it's on. Tori and Miguel had a little moment there. Exactly. A little tiny moment there on the ground. Sam caught that. Yeah. Sam caught that. A lot of moments. <laughs> tiny moments. And then Robbie and Tori do, like you said, like a karate salsa. Yeah. And they do like a spin, like you said, like a twirl kick. And then Robbie and Miguel battle. But it doesn't go too deep. Thank no. goodness. It doesn't go yeah. too far. No one's going to get hurt. And then Robbie takes a verbal shot. And he says, you think my dad cares about you? He's just trying to make himself feel better for screwing up with me. Right in the middle oh. of this whole thing, he's pulling some new Cobra Kai stuff to oh Miguel God. off his game. You know what you're getting into here is a psychological warfare. That's exactly what's going on. These guys were in Nam. Oh. I mean, they're bringing this mentality, no holds barred, like their old sergeant. Remember how crazy he was? Oh, yeah. So they're, yeah, they're teaching it to these kids. Robbie's busting this out. And Miguel's just like, oh, my gosh. But when a pool is nearby, it's only a matter of time, right? Just a matter of time in this type of situation, pool at a party. I should hope so. <laughs> so what happens? <laughs> uh, Robbie delivers some sort of kick, but like accidentally kicks all of them yeah. into the pool. Three, and, well, and, not and himself. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we have Sam, Tori, and Miguel all going into the pool. Robbie's yeah. still standing out there. Right. And then Stingray does a cannonball. Why well, he's like, hey, it's party time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I like what he says. This is the greatest night of my life. That reminded me of the scene from Almost Famous, the film from 2000 with Billy Crudup. He's on top of the garage. He's like, I'm a golden god. And they're like, don't jump. And then he jumps in the pool. But yeah, it's a great moment. Also, I got to tell you a funny side story. Yeah. When I was at the Rincon Film Festival in Puerto Rico, and this isn't a humble brag, but I Strictly background, my first documentary, did win a couple of awards at this nice. great festival. But awards night was – there's a pool right there and you go up around the pool and you get your award. So I won an award and I was just so honored and went and sat down. And the people that I got to meet at the festival were like, oh, man, you should have jumped in the pool. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been cool. So we're all like talking like, all right, if you go up there you know, if I ever go up again or anybody, you got to go in. Well, I won the jury award. Yeah. And then we won the audience award. Wow. So I go back up and I'm like, I got to do it. I was just, and they're all looking at me. I look over the people I just met, became your friends at a festival. And wow. I'm like, all right, all right. I get the award. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't just jump in the pool, Sal. I do a front flip into the pool. Holy cow. But what I didn't know is that was the shallow end. No. I didn't know. And so I, I have this award in my hand, the trophy. I do a front flip. I kept the, the trophy out of the water the whole time, right? But I hit like four feet. My feet hit. I had flip-flops on. They shot off and my tailbone hit the bottom so hard and so fast. I felt it immediately. I didn't break anything, but oh it hit God. so hard. You're, you got to be cool. You got to play it off. And oh. I got up and I was like, yay, it's all good here. And the rest of the night, I couldn't sit down. 
I was in pain and agony. Well, hell, you're lucky you weren't paralyzed. I was fine. I was fine. I did a flip. I did a complete flip. It was just my feet landed, but they slipped out. And then four people just did cannonballs. So it was that scene. It was like I I did start it. I finally got to start the jumping into the pool. Well, of of people jumping in with their clothing. Oh, yeah. I had my clothes on. Absolutely. Which I think made famous by It's a Wonderful Life, I think. It could have been. Remember the pool open? They're having the dance, and the pool opens up, and they all jump in. Oh, or they all right. fall in, they and then fall, they start they jumping. Fall in. Yeah. yeah, that's what that was. But I got to tell you, man, you're pretty crazy. <laughs> crazy <laughs> I, man. I would, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, so got the trophy. So then, what happens is that lightens the mood. You go in the pool and like, ah, eh, the fight's been diffused, right? That's the yeah, good thing yeah, about yeah, a pool. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Tori talks to Robbie and then pulls him in. So it yeah. becomes like, let's just all go back to having fun. And I like that. We don't need to keep escalating this thing. Yeah, I agree. I'm glad it didn't go on and on. But while they're having a good time, Miguel and Sam are mad at each other. They're upset and they both want to go home. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. So tell us about how, first of all, how you came up with that, with that idea or the approach and how you're infusing K-dramas into the mental health pr- approach or practice that you have. And what's been the feedback so far from people or, or just in general, like clients and things like that? I love it. I love it. Yeah. I use Korean dramas somewhat by accident in, in mental health because I was trying to make connections with when as a family therapist. Yeah. Yeah. They walk out of the pool and we don't see what car they're in. Are we, is Miguel know. driving? Well, I'm assuming that Samantha drove. Okay, so you think Samantha drove she's them got to the, the good car? Yeah, and, and it would make a, sense she's got the because Mercedes. Right? It makes sense because if Miguel and Carmen Rosa drove over, they probably took that car back to their car home, and they left Miguel with Sam, and then they went in Sam's car. Okay, nailed it. Most likely, yeah. So now we're at Johnny's apartment, and Miguel wants to talk, right? Because he's upset about what happened, uh, and Johnny he didn't know that Johnny had his own crazy fiasco. This is one of those scenes of what when I said earlier. Uh, this is difficult the hard to one. watch. Difficult to watch. So he sees Johnny's passed out, and that's not a surprise or anything new. No, no, no. And he's helping Johnny up because Johnny's not passed out in bed. He's passed out in the living room. So and he's the like, door's like slightly yeah, ajar, slightly right? ajar. It's not even yeah. locked or closed. Mm-hmm. And Sal Miguel helps him to bed, and this does turn into a very emotional moment. And why don't you take the dialogue? And I love these moments that give – we may take Cobra Kai for granted this whole time, but – I don't. Okay. Well, what I mean by that is you have these moments where you realize, wow, these are really good actors. They're so good. It's effortless. I'm so used to Johnny's being stuck in the 80s and all that. And When you see these moments, you're like, wow, I can really appreciate yeah. the cast itself. Johnny says there in his drunken stupor, I want to be a father to you. I really do. I try to protect you. I try to be there for you. I just suck at it. I really suck at it. But I want to so bad. And Miguel responds, you're doing just fine. I love you. And Miguel's in tears here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, he said that. My heart just broke. Like, wow. Uh, My my heart's breaking with Miguel saying, I love you to Johnny. And then Johnny says, I love you too, Robbie. No. And Miguel reacts to this, and my heart is breaking as I'm watching this. It's, I couldn't believe it. It's his worst nightmare. And of course, oh my Robbie It'll, just planted the seed. Yes. An let's hour not forget ago. what just happened an hour earlier. Oh my God. It's a dagger to the heart. And like you just said about their <sighs> acting, Miguel, incredible. 
the way he took this, it's like, it works. Miguel is completely off balance, but this was, it rocked his world, right? Yeah. Everyone's got some father issues in this show. Well, maybe sure. not Samantha and Anthony. They do for different reasons. Their father's been there for them. But yeah. the other ones, not so much, right? Well, so this is tough. Yeah. I always say like, oh, that's a good scene to end the episode on. I'm glad we didn't end it here because I needed to recover from this. This was just too heavy, too sad. Because Johnny didn't mean it like a slight of Miguel. He's no. drunk. In his heart, he has room for two, right? He loves Robbie and he loves Miguel. But it, Miguel can't hear that. He heard what he heard and he's going to be a mess emotionally right now. It's, it's oh, tough. My God. Tough. This was so hard to watch. It really was. And who can he share this with? This is something you keep to yourself and it, it's pain. It's painful. Yeah, because you know what? Johnny's not going to remember this. No. And what's he tell Carmen? So Carmen's mad at Johnny for making a mistake, an honest mistake. He could yeah. tell maybe Samantha, but the, I think it's complicated. And uh, Well, not after they just had their big fight. Well, no, not now. There's only one person that Miguel could talk to about this. Rosa. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all. Yeah, that's it. So now we see Quicksilver, spelled like how, Sal? Q-U-I-K-S-L-V-R. License plate. Yeah. And I got to say, maybe this is why Cheyenne's not around anymore. Yo, because he's quick? <laughs> is that the pill he was taking when yeah. he was looking in the mirror? Yeah, yeah. Is that but, what yeah. that was? The little blue pill. I'm kidding. So this is his Ferrari. Yeah. Had June 2019 tags. Sal, mm. that checks out. What? That checks out with me. Because now we're getting ready for the 51st All Valley, which is on Saturday, May 18th, 2019, which is still in front of us. So everything checks out. These June 2019 tags, we're all good here. And what? Come like, on, you're, you're, we're, we're good. What? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, they they could have easily been June 2015 tags or June 2021 oh, tags. I see. So they got that. It right. shows us the time and place. They're right okay. on it. They're on it. Okay. I'm not taking a shot. I'm saying no. That was no, done few, intentionally. Few people would notice the registration tags, but you. Few people would. Oh, notice I that. noticed that stuff. And Robbie and Tori laugh. And they, because that's who's in the car. This is the yeah. car that Silver gave Robbie and Tori to have fun. And they're having a good time. They had the best junior prom maybe ever. Like they had a hell of a night. Well, because even though Sam has a convertible Benz, I mean, Robbie and Tori rolling up in a convertible Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, I may have to take that. And that is totally Miami Vice also. Yeah. And Tori just got back into school. Robbie's kicked out of the school. They're playing with house's money here, they're just having fun. Wow. Right. And their own sensei, one of their own senseis, one of the bicephalies said, here, here, here's some money. Here's some good duds. You guys look great. Some good threads. Here's my car. And they're having it the time of their life. They're reminiscing about the night saying, ah, oh, that was a good hook kick. Mm. Your dance moves were leaving a lot to be desired. Or I love that twirl kick. And they're just having a heck of a time, Sal. But all the while we're hearing, hear my heart by midnight mantics. And what happens? And by the way, I believe we're out in front of golf and stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, because at first I thought they were at the drive-in, but no, they're not at the drive-in when the camera turns around. Right. I also like that Tori has a price tag still in her dress. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she says, I guess we should get our money's worth. Mm. And then they start to make out. And then Tori climbs on top of Robbie, not unlike Yasmin on Dimitri. Mm -hmm. And in this mm -hmm. instance, though, Robbie's in the driver's seat. Look at literally, Robbie. Literally. Look at, look at Robbie. He's sitting in the driver's seat of a convertible Ferrari 
And then Tori's straddling him. All right, go yeah. Robbie. Time of their life. So now we have an LA skyline. It's dawn and it's mm. stunning. I yeah, mean, this nice is one shot. of the most beautiful shots. It reminded yeah. me of a shot from Night of the Comet. 1984, yeah. classic movie. It just, the haze of it, it just looked incredible. Like, this is part of Cobra Kai. And now we're at LaRusso's house, yep. and Daniel's making coffee. French press, which I love. With a French way. press, yes. I've done that a few times. I liked it. Oh, I do it daily. Yeah. And Amanda, and nice. yes, I do. It's very good. And Amanda enters, and what happens, Sal? Amanda and Daniel are standing there and notice that the trash has been taken out. Yeah. Yeah, and they haven't had their coffee yet, by the way. So they're they're just trying to process this. And they're like, what? And they realize that Anthony, he walks in, he took the trash out. Yeah. They didn't have to ask him to. He's never done this ever. Never, never. And then he takes the trash out and you're like, huh. Yeah, so they they are stunned by this. What does Anthony say? Anthony says- Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Amanda. Oh, Amanda says, well, I don't know what kind of Miyagi magic you pulled, but it worked. So she's thinking that everything's great now. Well, it's better. He offers to go hang out at the dealership. And- yeah, exactly. Or he's excited about the tournament. Hope you guys win. Yeah, but you know what, though? You look at Daniel's face, a little suspicious. Daniel's a little suspicious here. Anthony left the room, and Amanda says that to Daniel about mm-hmm. Miyagi magic, which she's said that before, because there always seems to be this Miyagi magic. Every once in a while, Daniel will pull it off. Well, he had to go save you know, the account, the Dayona account. He had to do his Miyagi magic, and he went back to... Japan and save the day. But Anthony flipped the script here. And it's interesting. Maybe it was breaking of the tablet. Or maybe it's just like, I can't push my family anymore. I don't think Anthony is vindictive or malicious in the fact. Maybe he just needed a wake-up call. And Daniel might feel a little guilty for getting that mad at him as well. But he's like, well, we'll see. We'll see if this holds. You know what? I I got to fault Cobra Kai for Uh-oh. really Uh-oh. not letting me trust people. Like, yeah. I don't know. This feeds what into your issue, Sal. Yeah, I don't know what. Like, what are Anthony's? What's Anthony's agenda here? Is he being genuine? I think. Meanwhile, Daniel's seeing suspicious because if if you're Daniel, you're thinking, oh yeah, right. So now you you're on board. Now that I broke your, well, he iPad, wants I mean, to he- see more. You can't just take the trash out one time and it's all good. Amanda's very impressed by this. Well, because it was out of left field for her, but she wasn't in the room last night when he went berserker. Right. I don't think he told Amanda about that. No, 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 no. no. He did not tell Amanda that he broke an iPad over his knee. I'm yeah. sure he did not. So now we're at Cobra Kai, and Silver's been drinking and fuming all night, Sal. Pulling a Lawrence here, staying up all night, drinking the night he went up and did the uh, the penis on the billboard. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's Wait, just- you know- And peed on his own car. Some people, alcohol affects you differently. Exactly. You know, I know yes. I've gone through- I used to be the romantic drunk, then I became the angry drunk. Now I'm the sentimental drunk. That's the drunk I am today. Okay. Well, Silver's- the fuming, pissed off, raging drunk. And he's oh. so mad, Sal, at yeah. Crease, that is. Mm. And this is not a good time for our oh. friend, Stingray, to pop back in and swing by the dojo. It's not a good time. No, but you know what? There's a two seconds where Terry said, get out of here. He did. And Stingray could have done an about he face. Did. Instead, he does not. He did. And Stingray, though, wants to plead his case why he should be in Cobra Kai. Hey, I know the other sensei, head sensei. I I know the guys. I'm friends with the guys. I've stood up for Cobra Kai. I'll do anything. I'll do anything it takes. And then 
Terry Silver has an idea. And you see it in his head. Ugh. You don't know what it is, but he's Ugh. now shifted from get out of here to and what happens now? Yeah. So all of a sudden, with no notice, Stingray is now part of Terry Silver's plot. Yeah. And he says, so you want to be Cobra Kai? And Stingray says, yes, Sensei. I've already proven myself to my peers, but now I'm going to prove myself to you, sir. And Terry says, how bad do you want it? I want it more than anything else in the world, sir. It's literally all I want. It's all I think about. I'll do anything, please. You want to be Cobra Kai? Oh, so you want to be Cobra Kai, huh? And then he punches Stingray. Uh. You want to be Cobra Kai? And then he kicks Stingray. You want to be Cobra Kai? And he punches Stingray again. You want to be Cobra Kai? And then he kicks Stingray while he's down, kicks him in the ribs. Uh. You want to be Cobra Kai? And then... Oh, this the is last the thing, yeah, that was the worst. It's criminal. He, well, this is where you start to get into the attempted murder stuff, you know, right? Hmm. It's one thing to punch somebody; it's one thing to kick somebody. He gives him a a head stomp. He gives him a foot stomp. Head stomp, yes. And then foot, it cuts yeah. right there, so we don't really see it. But Terry Silver head stomps Stingray. That was hard to watch. I don't know if it's a foot stomp or a head stomp, but it's a foot stomp to the head, and it uh, is so scary. They cut away on it. It's just yeah. too hard to watch. I paused when Terry Silver's leg goes up. I paused in there. I was like, Oh my god, no, 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 yeah. no, no. And the brutal, whole time brutal. this is happening, this buildup, mm. we hear that music play. Oh. The John Luca Luisi, which was the music that Silver was playing on the piano mm. from season four, yeah. episode one. When Crease called him. When Crease called him and he hung yes. up on him. Yes. That makes it more brutal, right? More brutal. If you beat somebody up to classical music, it yeah. makes you more evil. Because well, you know why? He's in his happy place. And this is what he's doing. This to him is like playing a piano. Yeah. How about that? Okay, Terry Silver is Terry. Okay, how about this? We, we need to have a special episode. Who is more evil, John Kreese or Terry Silver? Mm. That's a tough one. We need to meditate on that one. Yeah, let's think about that. Yeah, because Kreese did try to kill last season. So I'd say they're equal camp. These are bad guys. <laughs> Could they both not have fallen in the snake pit? Yeah, how about that? Well, we wouldn't be here today if that happened. We wouldn't be here today. Well, that's all I got, Sal. That oh, was an episode to unpack. It may have been our longest of the season. And what are we talking, like two hours here? Well, <laughs> How long have yeah, we been talking to half, each other? <laughs> but, but this was a longer episode, actually. And then the finale wow. is the longest. But I, I noticed that. I was like, next episode is a little shorter. But this was long, and it was a lot to deal with, a lot of scenes, yeah, heavy yeah. stuff. Like you talked about, when we first jumped in, you said it. There yeah. are some scenes, Johnny in his room with Miguel, and he expresses his love to Robbie. In front of Miguel. And then you have Stingray going down, being a pawn in whatever Silver's plan is. And yeah. literally, from the looks of it, he could be dead or well, hospitalized wait, for a long time. We don't know. Well, that's a, that's absolutely right true. Yeah. But what I was going to say was, all we know at this moment is that Terry Silver is beating the crap out of Stingray. Yeah. We don't know why. No, we don't know why. Whatever no. his plan is, we have no Or no clue. plan. He's just in a drunken or rage. he just caught him at the- Well, the way he flipped a switch was like, wow. yeah, you want to be a Cobra guy? Yeah, may, I don't know. I have no idea. Or maybe he wants to hurt him so bad and he'll show back up and get in line with the others. I do not know. I feel for Stingray. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what? If Kreese had been there, he would have stopped it. You think so? I think so. Well, then, okay. Silver's gone okay. rogue. 
Well, then here, here we go. If Kreese would have stopped that, and if Kreese stopped him from further damage to Johnny, yep. that would mean Terry Silver is more evil than John Kreese. It changes. It's like a, that meter <laughs> I was talking about in recent episodes. It's like right now, the, the meter is, yes, uh, Silver is more dangerous, more lethal, mm. more bad than Kreese. But Kreese could get that I title see. back. They both flipped the script, so one can go yeah. the other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They're bad guys. Bad guys. The end of episode eight. I'm excited to delve into nine and ten, but I have to recover from this one. Party time. A little bit of party. Party time. It was uh, also very painful at times. <laughs> Wait, what do we have? Like five minutes of party yeah, in this yeah, episode. It was really cut short. It was really cut short. Uh, I want. Hey, hey, Cobra Kai. A little more partying next yeah. time, please. At least you Thank saw you. Greg get his. So Greg used that. Got his. Okay, that was my party. Go. That was good. So unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And get 20% off and free shipping with the code COBRAKAI at manscaped.com. So thank you so much for listening. And please be sure to subscribe to the Let's Talk Cobra Kai podcast, as well as the Let's Talk Cobra Kai YouTube live channel. You can also really help us by giving the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. And for all you listeners that enjoy sharing your thoughts, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, send us a direct message, or post a comment on any Let's Talk Cobra Kai social media platform. If you're a dedicated listener or viewer of Let's Talk Cobra Kai, please consider supporting the show on Patreon. We also highly recommend checking out our other podcast and visiting JustCuriousMedia.com. No mercy.